Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. On December 23, 1866, French theologian Hyacinthe Loison gave a talk titled Fatherhood in Notre Dame de Paris. This talk, part of a series of popular Advent lectures at the cathedral, spoke about how being a father was more than simply producing children. That being a father was about love. The love between members of a family, yes, but also how that love finds its source in God's love. A love that brought forth God's only son and a love that is emulated still today in the relationship between Christ and the church. Through love, we are united to one another, and by that same love, our union is made indissoluble. In a section discussing why we labor and do the work we do for the world, Father Hyacinth said this, these trees which a father plants and under whose shade he shall never sit, he loves them for themselves and for the sake of his children and his children's children who are to sit beneath the shadows of their spreading boughs." End quote. Now you've maybe heard different versions of this aphorism before, but whichever ever version you are most familiar with they all point to a similar truth, that love is a promise, a promise for a future we may never see ourselves. In today's reading from Genesis, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will make you exceedingly numerous. The covenant made between God and Abraham is a foundational promise, not just for the people who will one day call themselves Israel, but for everyone who believes in the God of Abraham. Not only is this promise referred to in 16 chapters of the book of Genesis, but it is cited in all five books of the Torah, and its themes run throughout much of the Hebrew scriptures. A typical biblical studies class spends a lot of time thinking about how covenants in the ancient Near East worked and how this covenant lines up with other historical examples. And while a lot of that social and historical context is interesting, it's not what caught my eye this week. Instead, I was drawn to what the promise is and who it is made for. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you, says God. I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you, 
It is a promise for a future that Abraham and Sarah will never live to see. And yet, the couple picked up their lives and moved from one country to another based on this promise. How many of us have done something similar? How many of us have made choices either for ourselves or with our families that have uprooted us and landed us in unknown lands, surrounded by unfamiliar people? We don't make these choices lightly, but in the hope that something worthwhile is on the other side. We don't know a lot about what Abraham and Sarah's lives were like before they moved. They don't appear to be fleeing from anything. It seems that the promise that they would be the ancestors of a great nation was enough to motivate them. In a lot of ways, this is not that strange. In the Hebrew biblical tradition, the idea of immortality, of everlasting life, had little to do with eternal souls resting in heaven, but the longevity of a family line. But Abraham and Sarah will never see those multitudes. They will never know the kings who are descended from them. God's promise to the couple is to be with them and to be their God. Nothing more, but also nothing less. God's faithfulness, God's steadfast love is at the heart of this covenant. And unlike other covenants of the era, there are no terms and conditions. Abraham will walk and be blameless before God, not because it's his end of the bargain to hold up, but because by putting his trust in God, he and his family cannot help but be changed. Trust is really just another word for faith. And as Paul says in his letter to the Romans, the promise of the covenant depends on faith so that it may be guaranteed to all of Abraham's descendants to those who share the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. For Paul, all those who believe God's promises to Abraham are grafted into Abraham's family. And so Abraham's lineage and ours isn't rooted in biology, but in the faith and hope and love that unites us. Which brings me back to Hyacinth Loison. His understanding of fatherhood and of family was very much rooted in his 19th century worldview. Reading his lectures now can feel outdated. It can seem to suggest that only a particular kind of family can actually emulate God's love. But if faith in God's promise is what unites us, then our understanding of family, of love, has to grow. 
so that it can include anyone and everyone who has found hope in that promise. This doesn't mean that God changes or that we remake God in our own image. Instead, we are regularly reminded that our own view of God is limited, that our growing understanding of love enables us to better walk and be blameless before God because it shows us more and more of God's boundless and all-encompassing love. A love shown in a promise of faithfulness. A love that asks us to plant trees even though we may never enjoy their shade. A love for a future we may never see. I think this is what Jesus means when he says that to be his disciples, we must deny ourselves, take up our crosses, and follow him. Do we live only for ourselves and our wants today? Or do we, for the sake of the gospel, deny our wants for today so that we may have the hope of an unseen future. Our faith is not about what God can do for us, but how we can best share God's love, making God's kingdom a reality, both here and now, and in the years and centuries to come. We have closed out a wonderful year celebrating our 250th anniversary as a community. Now, as we look ahead to 251 and beyond, what lessons from our past still resonate with us today? How will we allow those lessons to change us? How will we continue to unpack our treasure chests of financial resiliency, lifelong formation, spiritual depth and breadth, and radical welcome. If God's love for us is a promise for an unknown future, then let us emulate that love for this family as best we can and plant trees under whose shade we shall never sit. Amen.